Hey, welcome to the Most Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Templeton Elliott, and I'm joined, as always, by Mike Munzweiter and Jason from Frozen and Carbonite. This week, we have a Friday the 13th on the calendar, which has us thinking about skate superstitions. First off, we're talking about Atlantic Drift's Moscow episode and Russian skateboarding in general. Uh, Jacob Elliott Harris and the Atlantic Drift crew released their Moscow edit this week, which was obviously awesome. Uh, those guys never disappoint. Russia's always seemed like a cool place to skate, but for some reason... It's a less popular destination than Barcelona or China, even though it seems to have uh, just as much marble and granite, plus some gritty, interesting-looking spots. Mike, where does Russia sit in your mind as a skate destination? Um, that's a good question. I think right now it's like a non-destination if you watch too much of the news. But like going back, there's like Kenny Reed and other dudes in on video doing tricks into that like double bank granite like very soviet looking monument spot and i think other dudes where there's yeah it's it's always like a world war ii the great shoot what do the russians call world war ii (laughs) the great something war but uh yeah i just think of like dudes skating big brutalist monuments and um the atlantic drift video like kind of put on its head my expectations of moscow just in terms of like the spots looking different than expected, but also nicer and just like more interesting. And evidently they were there in the Moscow summer. So it was like really green. I don't know. It was just like really visually interesting. And then of course those dudes and like the crew that they've kind of put together as they accrete new guys along the way, like they always rip and the edit it's like the edit itself is really interesting. Yeah. How, how did, how did the video like, meet or exceed or you know be different than y'all's expectations well if you're a uh, a connoisseur of spot porn like myself <laughs> this series is uh yeah it's definitely a vibe it's fucking tight because it seemed to have like you know some some of the marble ledges like china and shit but it's like a little more interesting like there'd be some like crazy like you know building like the kremlin or whatever off in the distance and shit it was pretty tight you know, it's kind of my Twitter Twitter shtick where I think I call out Thrasher anytime they, they say marble. I think it's usually granite. I just I just gotta speak up. No who else would speak for the for the granite? For the Mike. We, we mean, appreciate you. For the stone masons. Yeah, it, it's you know, I live in a an, an extremely granite city, so just, just speaking up, bros. Wait, so like, just just to clarify, granite is like uh, the lo- the old Love Park ledges, and marble is like shiny kind of. It's like polished. Is that the the difference? They're there? they're one in the same. Like, I think generally marble, while good for sculpture, if you're thinking like ancient Greek classical sculpture, like it's good for sculpture because it's soft, but for skating, typically it's a little too soft. And yeah, granite, it's just like polished granite probably at freedom plaza versus like the unpolished stuff at love having been to neither spot and only looking at video got it yeah hey, and you... i took like one physical sciences class so yeah yeah can confirm granite at both pulaski and love park just uh treated differently i find that granite that's not super polished that's like a little bit rough is like the best material satisfaction granite. level is raised by like the the kind of unfinished yeah yeah because it, it like it has that like gritty feel but it still grinds and slides perfectly fine yeah hey 
you learn a lot of shit skating, like the minutiae of uh, benches all over the world and shit. Like <laughs> yeah, we all have like a uh, minor in geog- geology and geography. Uh, yeah. Yeah, seriously. But uh, yeah, this video was tight. My three favorite spots were like that one place where uh, Max Palmer does like a backside nose one slide, like those super low marble ledges. There's mm-hmm. one spot that looked kind of like the old bubble banks, rest in peace. And uh, that one plaza that they skate the whole time it has like those gray ledges, like the monument in the middle with like marble curbs, basically. That shit was crazy. Yeah, that was kind of something for everybody uh, in this Moscow Atlantic Drift episode. Uh, the thing that stuck out to me was Sylvian Tognali, Sylvian's line uh, where he did the front blunt to fakie manual, I think, mm-hmm. off the four stairs and then just kept going. And it was just kind of like, is he going to do another one? Is he going to do another one? And he just kept going. And it was, yeah, pretty rad. And the spot looked super fun. Just all like kind of low impact stairs and ledges. Yeah, is that guy, uh, is he on Magenta? No, he's on oh, Isle. Oh, he's on. Yeah, all right, I'll do. Yeah, like when was the last time you saw someone do a fakey five o, fakey three six of about like at a like real according to whole according to Hoyle ledge? Yeah, it's been a minute, and that was I felt like that was like real unexpected, like in a line. Yeah, that was he. That was like vicious, man. He like yeah that shit. I think our Twitter buddy Andrew Mural Mural. I've never said his name out loud. Sorry, Andrew, um, whose Twitter handle is always changing or his name at least but full melvin jacket at felt full melvin jacket i think he said sylvan tognali's like first flip trick in 10 of those atlantic drift videos was that fakie 50 fakie 3 flip so yeah that was pretty rad yeah if that's uh, true that's uh quite an accomplishment and quite a way to usher in flip tricks (laughs) hell of a coming out party for sure i think it yeah the the strength of those videos is always like shit were like 10 in and yet there's something unexpected that those dudes can always pull out be it that fakey 50360 flip or like just uh i forget exactly who it was it was either casper booker mike arnold and maybe chiron doing like the double back tail at one of those plazas like you saw it coming when those dudes are riding parallel together and then it's still really satisfying to see it actually happen like I'm just impressed by how novel that whole crew keeps things like pumping out video after video. Yeah. Speaking of the doubles uh, clip, Nick Jensen was in a full doubles video um, from a few years ago. I'll link it in the show notes. But that uh, that doubles trick reminded me of that doubles video, which was all super awesome. I think Hold Tight Henry made it. But another cool thing to check out in the show notes at MostlySkateboarding.net. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i uh i had to watch this video twice just to differentiate between mike arnold and casper brooker but then i was like mike adidas casper nike yep mike adidas casper nike then then i was all right yeah if their shoes weren't so obvious it it, it would be impossible to tell them apart who's got the pensions for like hippie jumps though that that for a while was my lodestar when it came to differentiating those two but yeah it's mike arnold jump? Mike okay. is the one who's uh, a little more um, adventurous with his trick selection. There we go. Okay. Going to remember that. Yeah. So obviously Atlantic Drift, awesome. Those dudes kill whatever they skate. But Russia, I feel like, is a whole different beast. I once lamented on Twitter, like, after watching some clip from Russia with all the spot porn, and I was like, 
is Russia sketchier than China? Because I feel like the spots look better. Uh, and I definitely got the answer of, yes, Russia is sketchier than China. So Is that, that in terms of like the rule of law or like the spots or yeah what sketchy or how was your understanding i didn't ask a clarifying question to follow up but my my feeling is that it was sketchier um as far as like the rule of law and like cops and maybe like people that might uh try to scam you or rob you or something like that that's that's kind of like the sketchiness that i was um uh, fearing, I guess. Yeah. Y'all really think the spots in Russia are better than China? Like, there's, there's no one big like, like that place in Shanghai that's like the love park of Shanghai or whatever. Didn't really see anything like that. I feel like the Russian spots just look better on film. They're a little grittier, yeah. a little like more old world. Uh, I feel like China just always looks like really like nouveau riche, a little <laughs> gaudy. Yeah, like uh, William Gibson. Like, 10 years in the future, like, cyberpunk shit, like, crazy neon and shit. Yeah, it's a little out there, and I feel like skating uh, needs needs to be a little grittier, or fits better in a grittier setting. Yeah, I'd just say, like, the at least the, the Moscow stuff just looks better from that, yeah, slightly grittier, just a little, yeah, a little less of the sheen. It just looks a little bit better on camera is more visually interesting it's yeah intangible stuff like that yeah another thing that kind of sets this series apart is the music supervision it's always like cocteau twins or some shit like that you can just vibe out to which is way different than like uh mike noted in the show notes like rights free music from some like cheap ass rights free music site or whatever <laughs> wherever the fuck people get rights free music yeah i think uh I, I will admit to not always being like necessarily into some of the tracks. Maybe it was one episode where I was kind of like, oh, I'm not sure about vibing to this song or like if it added necessarily, but it's always going to be interesting. And I mean, that is admittedly a low bar compared to like some rights free track that you're going to get. But uh, yeah, on that note, it's, it's always interesting. And I think, you know, Jacob Harris is a uh, shoot. Templeton, you got me. You got me twisted because you put Jacob Elliott Harris. Um, Jacob Harris like has definitely carved out his own space as far as like music supervision. Like he's got his, he's got both his look, his sound, and like his you know moments where homie sticks on the switch backside nose grind and just flies and watches his life flash between his eyes. Like it's it's really unique, and the music is a big part of that for nearly always better worse like one time and i can't even remember for me but yeah the package is i don't know this is it's a total some leading edge leading edge skateboard stuff the total package for sure for sure indeed <laughs> so who's going to russia are we gonna are, are we ever gonna go to russia uh, some of this shit uh i would go fuck it let's uh let's film a live live mostly skateboarding podcast in russia <laughs> Man, my cousin got in a super bad car accident when he was in Russia one time. He was stuck in the hospital for like a month. That shit was harsh. That sounds kind of sketchy. It was sketchy, yeah. Russian hospital was shit, like, sketchy. But uh, wait, why don't we do a mostly skateboarding live from Greece? That does not sound bad. (laughs) Yeah, I'll go anywhere. Anybody wants to fly us out, we're down to go. Russia, Greece, um... What's that island everyone goes to? Mykonos 
I don't know if there's any spots there. Sure. <laughs> uh, no, it's like the Canary Islands, isn't it? Where everybody goes. Oh yeah, I think I think there's some spots out there. <clears throat> who's who's the Spanish distributor of the mostly skateboarding podcast? Let's get them to the fly Spanish to Ibiza. Your 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 OTM. Yeah, Euro- who's who's ever uh, translating this into Catalan? Let's let's get them to fly us out for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Like a buddy was just on a like a European river cruise because. I'm of the age where the homies are going on those cruises every once in a while. He was in St. Petersburg, granted, you know, way up north. But I think, you know, they got off the boat and they had a Russian handler the entire time. So I think like a lot of uh, British or probably mostly British passports help for making a skate edit in Moscow in this day and age. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, real world and geopolitics and like, but but their way into this video that much just because I think of like the the non-Americanness of the edit. But uh, yeah, interesting to think you can see these spots, but it's going to be a bitch to go ever skate them. You got to have a handler. You got to have a spot wrangler, as they say. A fixer. Yeah. So am I the only one? And I can't remember if it was like an epically latered, but I remember something I watched where they were talking to these Russian skaters like about some cold war cold war era stuff where like yeah we were pressing our own boards and here's the press and god it was sketchy like that's kind oh, of yeah i think i think that was epically layered i think they did a okay. i'd have to check the internet i don't even know if those fucking episodes are on the internet anymore but i think it was yeah, about sure they are oh yeah i think it was about russian skateboarding it was like some fucking soldiers that like pressed their own boards and made their own trucks and bearings and shit some shit like that it was pretty cool Wait, so, like, where do you think the next Atlantic episode is going to be? Like, where have these guys not gone? Where should they go? I mean, have they like, done China? Do we need that? I don't think... Well, it might be interesting to see the Atlantic Drift take on... <clears throat> the Atlantic Drift take on China to get kind of a different view on the world. Yeah. Or a different view on things that we've seen before. They did Greece, right? I kind of think they did Greece. They yeah, did they were in Greece. Athens, and that one was really good. Yeah. Maybe like Tel Aviv. That'd be yeah, sick. Israel could be cool. I mean, I think like the the non-American passports are an interesting factor in this, just because like you know those dudes could get to some places that are a little more difficult for people from stateside. So I don't know. I didn't. I mean, think crazier places. Like somewhere in South America could be cool. Argentina, the new uh, hotbed of skating. Yeah, Argentina or. Uruguay, something yeah, like yeah. that. They go to Patagonia. Ooh, yeah. For that. Well, thinking of uh, the passport video, which I watched recently a couple times, it's fabulous. Good, uh, good stoked on Jason. Like those dudes could go to you know one of those major cities in uh, down under and do some good stuff. I'm sure. Yeah, that'd be a good, good destination. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe we need to hop on board with the Atlantic Drifters. <laughs> <laughs> we get a little live show the Atlantic Drift live from uh, where like Bondi Beach okay yeah <laughs> or whatever that beach is I think that's a famous one yeah Bondi Beach you know, yeah, yeah I think they've got a mini ramp out there or they did at one point right like Alan Peterson somehow always skating it <laughs> I think you're right like that <laughs> article backside Ollie sick as hell gonna have to track that photo down for the notes <laughs> you know it's out there do yeah man well, what else is there 
I don't know. I feel like there's a lot to say about Russia, but we're not uh, getting to it. I mean, I feel like Russia has a thriving skate scene. They've got like absurd skateboards. Uh, I, I subscribe to their Vimeo channel, so I, I get to see their video output pretty regularly, and their skating is always super good, and uh, the video output is always pretty interesting. Uh, lots of spot porn, and uh, yeah, just they do interesting stuff. Uh, I think they just recently released a video skating a uh, some like art compound. Let me look this. Yeah, up. yeah, I watched that getting ready for this episode it was like yeah some weird really like uh surreal place with like mannequin parts everywhere and shit it's pretty out there but absurd is tight because their logo is like kind of like a take on the Def leopard logo <laughs> you're right so definitely fuck with that but yeah those guys if you're into like the artsy type of skateboarding that their shit is pretty tight yeah i'm also reminded of a uh a carhartt video from 2017 uh whose title is in like russian cyrillic so i can't uh pronounce it but um (laughs) those guys went on like a huge road trip and one of the destinations was uh mike's favorite lake lake uh is that how you say it baikal yeah it's like the the deepest lake in the world and uh 22% 22% of the world's freshwater resides in Baikal, like northwest of Mongolia. Was that like with uh, Scott Bourne and shit? Was that when he was on? No, it's a lot Art. more recent than that. Oh, yeah. Damn, it's sick that they're skating out there, though. <laughs> Full stop. I'm going to pull this Carhartt video up. and. Uh, get, get was that when they were skating like these crazy banks like 300 feet high into like a lake or something? Maybe. I kind of think that was in Russia. Carhartt also did a really sick video in like the Alps where they're skating a bunch of uh, weird banks and stuff. Thinking of another one, and it's like it, it could be six years old, it could be 10 years old, but it was uh, not Russian per se, but like former Soviet republics, like Central Asian republics. And I want to say, I mean, it feels like Kenny Reed would have been involved, but, um, you know, a group yeah, that, of, yeah, that was. That was Kenny Reed's whole trip. He would like go to Kazakhstan or any country that ended with a stand and find some like fifty stair, yeah, the no slide or something. Right. Yeah. If this particular one I'm thinking of, I can't remember if he was in there, but it was like maybe maybe some UK skaters who yeah did like fifteen hundred miles across Central Asia, and it was I, w- I wish I could remember. I hadn't thought of it until now. Was it meet no the stands? I think you are correct. Yeah, that's like that might have been a Red Bull thing. That's very possible. It was cool. Oh, weird! It was on the BBC. <laughs> BBC coming through with the skate content once again. Oh, the BBC. Never mind. That's not a skate thing. Oh. It was definitely a Meet the Stand skate thing. Yeah, from Patrick Walner. I don't, it, it's weird. It's like he rushes out there. I mean, there's absurd skateboarding. There's I forget her name, but she rides for. She's sponsored by Nike and. The girl who does the insane frontside flips? I think so. Oh, yeah. I know what you were talking about. My phone's in the other room, so I can't look her up. But she rips. Yeah, I mean, I think it, like, our our inability to necessarily come up with, like, real good stream of consciousness about Russian skateboarding or, like, you know, that whole part of the world is it's, like, obscure but familiar. And, you know, you got to seek it out. But we've all seen it. It's strange. Yeah, it is kind of a strange uh, 
strange place where everybody kind of looks like us, but do things a little bit different, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, if, if we're of, of the Western world, like, there's that dividing line somewhere out there in Eastern Asia, or, yeah, Eastern Europe, that's like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I think I put it in the, the, sh- the notes page, like, again, kind of looking back at, at the, the situation of world politics, like, it's it does seem that it's more likely both situations are not that likely but it's more likely that i'll go skate in beijing before i ever end up in moscow and i think yeah i think that's probably true for me too yeah me three there we go what do they do they like give you a hard time if you're american or something if you have an american passport yeah i think it's just scrutiny oh yeah yeah, yeah. you know it's yeah kind of scrutiny every step of the way yeah geopolitics so i looked her up and i figured out who the um <clears throat> frontside flipping russian skate girl is her name is kate uh shingelia s-h-e-n-g-e-l-i-y-a uh, you can follow her on instagram just at her name and watch her do some insane frontside flips so from russia to friday the 13th which is as of this recording two days away as of the air date two days after so if you're listening, you survived Friday the 13th. Exactly. The superstitious say that it's a day of bad luck. Uh, I'm not so sure, but it kind of has me thinking about skate superstitions. Jason, do you have any skate superstitions? Well, yeah. First, let me just say that Friday the 13th is a really, it's just a tremendous day for people with my name. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. hearing the same fucking jokes every day of my whole life. It's, yeah, that's that's great but um <laughs> well first i mean are we talking skate superstitions like things that if i don't do it some bad will befall me or just like ocd like set up compulsions compulsions and shit because like the only real superstition i have is you have to end the session with a make even if it's just like a kickflip or a front shove or something i think like if i don't do that it's uh some bad vibes are gonna occur that's pretty much it. I could go on about like set up OCD shit for days, but that's the only superstition where I think some like force beyond this world is gonna do something if I don't do it. How about y'all? I'm not super superstitious, but uh, a friend of mine broke his ankle and he was skating Vans shoes and had Nike socks on. So I think that mixing brands like that, it might be some bad juju. So I definitely don't mix brands when i'm skating so yeah that's that reminds me of the old like apocryphal tale where not as broke his ankle because he was riding the devil board but he wasn't really riding the devil board and people thought it was just like bad vibes from a board graphic which is pretty crazy that is pretty crazy and considering the amount of boards uh with that graphic that sold yeah it's like a lot of bad juju out there yeah it wasn't wasn't like there was a uh, like a rash of injuries you know what i mean for people that rode that board Right. And I think like Sean Cliver said in some interview, like, you know, how common are ankle injuries in skating? It's like the most common fucking thing you can do almost. Right. You can't really blame it on uh, a board graphic. How about you, Mike? Do you have any uh, superstitions? Well, I think I'll just like touch on Jason's idea of like, it's difficult to separate superstitions from just like your OCD or your preferences that are like completely irrational yet like, fiercely held um long ago i think i like the guy but he said something like 
you know, I never say one last try because if you say that, you get hurt. And like, I think of all of the things that I've got in the notes here, like the never say one last try or one more try or like, you know, tell the film or whatever, one more try. Like, I really do avoid that because I think I'll get hurt. But then I'm like, nah, that's bullshit. Like, you, the universe can't hurt you for saying something like that. And then I'll say it anyways. I don't think I've ever actually been hurt, but obviously that sticks in my mind enough to like generate that monologue right there. Um, I think the only other thing like outside of the straight up OC, which again, like I'm not sure where, where the line is. So we should probably talk about our, you know, just compulsive tendencies when it comes to setups or whatever. But uh, I do have just like bad vibes from heel flips on flat ground. Like I, I have to think about them a lot. For a while, I had to like psych myself up just to try one because I uh, skating flat. It literally, oh shit! I just realized it was like a one last trick before we go type situation, and I rolled my uh, my back foot like I primoed, but my heel landed on the wheel of the tr- and like then I you know rolled my foot straight into the ground, and it was like a really bad like summer's long roll in two thousand nine. So. I think hard about heel flips and now that I just realized that was kind of like a one for the road scenario I'm a little I'm a little shook right now guys so uh someone else talk <laughs> stay safe out there Mike yeah yeah well that that's that old thing where like if you slam on a trick you have to even if it's like one of your go-to tricks or whatever you have to do it just so you're not scared of it in the future that's kind of like a superstition yeah that might be a superstition uh certainly that happened to me I uh, put myself in the ER trying to do a blunt to rock on a quarter pipe. Whoa. And uh, yeah, I woke up two days later in the hospital, Whoa. hooked up to a bunch of machines. Um, so that was that was the end of my uh, uh, <laughs> transition skating days. I, I have done some blunt to rocks uh, in the intervening years, but um, that's probably the reason why I would rather skate a 10 stair handrail than do a pivot to fakie on a quarter pipe. You know, yeah. I think in our like the very first episode that we actually put out, I glibly asked you if you could rock fakie. And now we've shed a little light on that subject. Um, yeah. Did you just, did you just hang up like as hard as you, as one could or what happened? Do you know? That's the crazy thing. Like, I don't know. I just like, I remember I did blunt to rock and then woke up in the hospital two days later. Good God. Fuck. How tall of a ramp? Probably like four or five feet. I don't know. Okay. It wasn't. It wasn't that gnarly. It was at. Uh, it was at Virginia Beach. The X Trials, which was like the like qualifiers to the X Games. The X Trials were in Virginia Beach, and they had a setup that like who anybody else could skate. And it was like it was a week after my freshman year of college, and uh, sent myself in the ER. Man. <laughs> Oh, was that like out in the uh, the parking lot of Trashmore? It wasn't a Trashmore. It was closer to the oceanfront. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It was just in some shitty parking lot. Uh, same parking lot that Hotline held their contests at. Oh, yeah. For yeah. all the Virginia Beachheads. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, that's definitely a thing. If you get injured on a trick, like right when you come back, like maybe not the first session, but first few sessions, you got to do the trick that you injured yourself on just so you conquer it or whatever. Yeah. I definitely did make a point to do that trick just to, yeah, to not uh, have that like looming over my head. But it's definitely uh, 
held me back from progression on transitions. I mean, I've, uh, yeah, I do not do switch crooked grinds and I haven't done them for like 15 years because so many, I, I think three basically like rolled my ankle off the front of the board doing a switch K came back and I'm like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to climb this mountain. I'm going to conquer this trick. And then I rolled my ankle off the front of the board. <laughs> Same thing a third time. And it's like, okay, I'm not doing switch crooks anymore. Like, yeah, not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you could classify that as informed superstition, just in the fact, like not worth it. Yeah. It's not worth the risk. Like it, whether you believe it or not, it, it's not worth the risk. I'd, I'd love to have switch crooks though. Like, you know, just a little one off the end of the box. That'd be fun. Yeah, I feel like that's a switch trick that's like within my grasp, but probably also too tough for me as a non-switch skating skateboarder. Seems like slappy switch crooks could work. But I don't know how bad at switch. So I'm, I'm thinking, is uh, Milton kick-flipping into the car wash gap after breaking his leg on an ollie? Is that the ultimate semi Oh, yeah. Totally forgot like, about that. That's, that's the kingmaker right there. Yeah, he fully conquered, uh, he slayed the dragon. And that's why he's Thrasher Magazine's Skater of the Year, 2019. Precisely. Among many other accomplishments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was like setups and shit. There's, yep. all, there's all kinds of shit. Like, to me, it's like, A, no colored or graphic trucks ever. Like, I just couldn't, no graphic or colored grip ever, ever, ever. Uh, yep. gotta put it. Gotta put a shop sticker of the shop that you got the board at on the board. Ooh, so even if you're like, what if like some crazy turn of events happen and like you hate the shop, but you gotta buy a board there just like you had to, do you still put that shop sticker on the board? Yeah, like Zoomies or something. I wouldn't get a board from Zoomies anyway. But, uh... I mean, I'm talking about the craziest turn of events possible. Yeah, theoretically. Yeah, yeah, you would have to. It doesn't matter. Okay, okay, I... That that blurs the line of superstition versus OCD for me, but uh, I also respect that situation. Yeah, one hundred percent. Also, I have to have a one colored bolt in the upper left hand corner of the front truck. Are you? Geez, I don't even. This is a crazy one. Are you regular or goofy, Jason? Yeah, I'm goofy. Okay. Okay. So, got it. Now I can visualize that. Okay. What else? I think. I mean, to me, some of those sound just like best practices. You know, like no graphic grip. That's just the best practice for anyone yeah. riding a skateboard. Yeah, probably. You know, so that's all the dudes that ride for Shake Junt. Yeah, I I feel like the dudes who ride for Shake Junt wouldn't be riding graphic grip if they weren't getting paid to. Man, I see a lot of people with the Shake Junt grip though, just out in the wild. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do it for nothing less than 10k a month. <laughs> <laughs> that that's steep. I'd do it for a lot less, but there would definitely have to be money involved for me to be riding graphic grip. Big principles here, guys. Yeah. Just just thinking about it like hurts my brain. Like I can't even fucking talk about it anymore, dude. Like, I, I mean, honestly, it's, it's shake. It's the shake junk graphic as opposed to graphic grip. But I'm sure shake junk has an extra 10k. They can uh, they can throw your way, Mike. I mean, if that one like internet feel good Facebook link news site was still around, what was that called? You won't believe. How Munzee's heart was changed by ten thousand dollars a month from Shake Gun <laughs> to grab what? to ride like, their grip. Excuse me. Like Reader's Digest? Sounds like fucking Reader's Digest. 
Uh, it, I mean, it's like it's like five or six years old now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. sounds like chicken soup for the skater's soul. It's along those lines. Some feel good shit. Me putting shake junk money in my kid's college fund. Anyway, nice. <laughs> uh, I just re- realized I have kind of a uh, a superstitious setup rule. Whenever I <clears throat> whenever I put my trucks on, I have to put the bolts um, in, at in at an angle or like. I would put in like upper left, then lower right instead of like upper left, upper right. Like no, I do that too. I go in like an X. I fully yeah, I fully do that too. I feel like is that with the truck in position that you're putting it in, or or just like bolts through the board? Uh, truck in position. I'll I'll poke holes whatever. Yeah, and like in my mind, I think that helps the truck align better or something. See, that's what somebody (laughs) told me. It doesn't really make any sense at all. <clears throat> but um, yeah, that's just something I always do when I set up. Listeners, tweet us, DM us, let us know your skate superstitions or uh, board setup best practices. We'd love to hear them. So, so I'm going to talk about socks real quick. And for a little while, Champion had some sub subline subline of socks white socks that they sold at target and those were all i could skate in i've got like a very particular thickness which is medium and then like a uh, texture which is slippery but not too slippery that i need to skate and target you like recently threw me for a loop because they pulled those they pulled that line or champion was no longer making it but i did find a uh, suitable hanes substitute Though those seem to be rare now. So, yeah, socks are kind of an ongoing, off-going crisis for me. Wait, so so you can or cannot skate graphic socks? Um, like, I think like, in, in... Oh, go ahead. Like, you know, stance, like fucking uh, like Bruce... You know, they do collabs with, like, everyone under the sun. Like, fucking Bruce yeah, Lee, Metallica. If I was office, skating whatever. some, like, stance, Cobra sliced alone cobra socks like i think they were sick but i wouldn't even make it to the session like i wouldn't even be able to like put my skate shoes on to do that just because i'd be thinking about my feet slipping around in my shoe or my feet sweating too much or like yeah there's there's been times where it's definitely like oh damn i would love to go skate my shoes and my board or in my trunk but i'm wearing the wrong socks and i have to go home and if I'm gonna do it, I gotta change socks. But you know, usually once once I get sidetracked enough, at least like that's game over. Yeah, I uh, only recently mentally came to terms with skating graphic socks. Like I'll skate. Wow. I don't care. Like I got some random ass like Larry Bird socks at Marshalls or something. I was like, I'll, I'll skate them. I don't care. Yeah, I like but graphic recently, socks because the stand socks are pretty good. Yeah, I backed the You're fully socks. on board. Yeah. I back the stance socks. I like the thicker ones. Like they, a lot of the graphic stance socks are kind of like, uh, they feel kind of like dress socks, you know, like kind of thin. I like mm-hmm. them a little thicker. And in the last couple of years, when, uh, when it starts getting cold, I just wear wool socks. I'm like super into wool socks, um, for the winter, Monet. winter days, which yeah, can get a little I'll, sweaty, but I like it. I don't know. This is kind of off topic, but since we're talking about socks, my favorite socks are the Nike elite socks with like the, cushioning and like the achilles support type mm-hmm. of deal they came out with these sb socks that were pretty much the same so I, I don't think they make them anymore but i got a couple pairs of those 
Man, I have these soccer socks. They're Adidas soccer socks, and they're like fully teched out with like you know different uh, stretchiness at different points. And oh yeah, that shit is awesome. And all this shit, and I'm like, man, they need to make a skate version of these socks. I have skated in them, uh, but skating in soccer socks is pretty weird. But a skate version would be real cool. Yeah, just just the Nike Elite basketball socks are pretty pretty tight. I mean, they're really thick, but like you can probably wear them around the house as like a slipper or whatever do that job too they're pretty awesome nice so i'll jump in with my like crazy sock example bought some like running compression socks for a decent amount of money five or six years ago and i will say like i get shin splints every now and then if i'm dehydrated skating or whatever i've had achilles issues and uh yeah like the knee-high compression socks will take care of a lot of problems highly recommended but yeah they're too thin too slippery for me to ever skate in and i've thought about it but yeah that's not gonna happen can you put your regular sock over the compression sock or is it then you're sliding around inside your sock um you'd probably grip inside the sock but then it's like wearing 1.75 socks on each foot and it's just it's too much it's too much unfortunately you could get some dress socks to put over your compression socks and then you'd be like at like a 1.2 or something yeah i i I think i need whole numbers when it comes to socks actually i just need one sock and and then and then you gotta get some niger compression tights or whatever so you're really compressed i've thought about it i really have what we really need is mike needs a signature sock a compression wow. sock with the right slipperiness, the right thickness. Stance, I know you're I know you're listening. Let's make it happen. You lost that NBA account, but we'll oh, oh, around. Oh, by the way, if you follow the NBA, everyone that has ever talked about the socks that the NBA player gets says they're like the best fucking socks ever. Ooh, what what are the so, NBA socks? I don't know, just like the NBA issue socks. I don't know. They might be stance. I don't know what brand they uh they're they've partnered with recently, but that's just what I heard. Hmm. Could be Nike now because Stance was Stance was the main sock like probably two or three years ago. They had the they had the deal for two years and then and then it it ended or whatever. So does uh, a big one now. Yeah. You know, does does Erica Yari still work at Stance? No, I think she's at Swatch she, now. Oh fuck. <laughs> anyway, Stance sends a box or whoever. Whoever, yeah, we'll we'll take whatever. We don't care. We'll take. Shake we'll giant? Take whatever socks you got. <laughs> Actually, Shake Giant, you guys can keep your box. I don't think we'll Whoa. be using that. Whoa, I might have blasphemed them, but I didn't say I didn't want a box. <laughs> Get me some chicken nugget wax or whatever. And I know it's chicken wings, but chicken nuggets actually better. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of stoked that our discussion of uh, skate superstitions just devolved into a discussion of socks. So for anybody who's still listening, thank you. And I'm sorry. <laughs> Actually, I'm stoked on that discussion, Templeton. I'm stoked on it, too, which brings us to the end of the show, mercifully, where we talk about what we're <laughs> stoked on. Mike, what else are you stoked on this week? I am stoked on, uh, it's in town here. It's great to have. It's the Familia Headquarters Indoor Skate Park. Um, Steve Messer has a wonderful place here in Minneapolis. I'm thankful for it because it's just been stupid cold here recently. Uh, I had the privilege of being able to skate it a lot before, during, after hours. It's it's great. 
Um, it's got a little bit of everything for you. Really nice, like metal edged concrete top ledge. It's got like a bank to parking block. It's got a double set for all you kids who want to jump. Um, yeah, it's just a really good park and I'm glad it's here. I'm stoked on having it. I'm also like for the time being, I usually get pretty low on winter, like after January three. But for right now, like Minneapolis, Minnesota, I think much of the upper Midwest is in like a deep freeze that maybe we're coming out of right now. But like the past two days, it was basically hovering around zero degrees Fahrenheit. Like if you don't have to do that for weeks on end, it's kind of sick. And I got bundled up and walked outside. So, yeah, I'm stoked on Familia HQ and uh, the stupid cold for the time being. Jason, what are you stoked on? Well, once again, I'm stoked on mainstream entertainment. I uh, watched The Irishman last week. It took me like five to seven sittings on like four different devices or some shit. But I thought it was tight. I kind of liked that it was all slow and shit. I don't know. Everyone on Twitter was arguing about it. But like, I don't really have like newest nuanced opinions about movies. Like, I just thought it was entertaining or whatever. You know what I mean? Skating, I can talk about for days. But movies, mainstream entertainment, I don't know. Either is fucking entertaining or isn't so yeah the irishman was tight also the new sabotage edit is on the thrasher site it's called dub or some shit yeah those guys are you know still ripping it's basically like euro tech worthy like lead shit but it's you know in philly they also went up to the empire state plaza i think that's what it's called in albany that spot has been popping up in a bunch of videos now which is tight shout out uh the homies at seasons too but uh yeah new sabotage video is tight is, is he still doing... I think he's still doing VX. Is Pambianco still doing VX? Looked pretty VX to me. Yeah, he's still wielding the v, uh, heavy heavy VX. So, the new sabotage. And, of course, Venture Trucks. No doubt. Tell me, how about you? Uh, this week, I... Apropos of nothing, I was just appreciating the artwork of James Jarvis. Uh, he's a skateboarder. He's, uh, you know, a one-time skate Twitter observer. But he's always... <laughs> kind of making little doodles uh he, he does this little like character it's like a circle with you know legs and arms and eyes and he'll put that character into uh scenario like topical scenarios or like topical in the skate world scenarios you know like he'll he'll draw like his version of a photo that just came out or like you know he drew uh jake phelps type uh bubble man when Jake Phelps passed away and he drew his version of Milton Martinez kick flipping into the sunset car wash. And just, I don't know, it's just kind of cool to like see him watching the same stuff that we're watching. And like, I don't know, it just kind of feels cool to see his work reflecting what I'm doing uh, and why, you know, what we're all doing. So yeah, the work of James Jarvis and I've been a fan of his for a long time. So like all his work, even outside of his doodles on instagram instagram handle is studio jarvis let me check that really quick i think that's it i think i follow that guy yeah that sounded right that's cool i remember definitely reads a bell from twitter but i'll check out his instagram because i like shit like that oh it's just james jarvis on instagram yeah and he you know everybody's talking about the banana duct tape to the wall he did a little doodle of that just yeah it's just cool to see his interpretation of all the stuff that's happening in the world. Man, I uh, duct taped a Crux Trucks banana graphic truck to the wall. 
got no props. <laughs> Dan, did you do that today? I haven't been uh, <laughs> too active on Twitter today. Did it in my basement, but I never posted it. Oh. <laughs> Maybe that's why you didn't get much uh, love on it. I guess. You got to do Wait, it now. You have, you have a set of trucks, like banana graphic trucks? Or just yeah, one? Yeah, guys, I'm, I, somewhere. I made up the whole scenario. <laughs> oh. They oh, have Mike. a lot of the graphic trucks, though. They're, like, killing the graphic truck market. I'm trying to think what I, I saw them. They had something just absurd. Damn it. <laughs> I have no idea what it was. It was that out of left left park or left field, excuse me. Now I'm going to go on the NHS site and look at all the fucking crazy graphic trucks. I think they'll actually exceed our expectations, which is, like, good on them. Well, that's it for our show this week. Be sure to check out mostlyskateboarding.net for links and other show notes. Uh, until then, you can always keep up with us online. Jason, where can the people find you? On Instagram, at frozencarbonate. On the Twitter, at carbonate1994. And writing stuff for quartersnacks.com. Got new shit coming for 2020. Nice. 2020 is going to be my year. I can feel it. I like it. Uh, Mike, where can the people find you? I am both on Instagram and Twitter, at M. Munzenrider and Russia, if you're listening, get the Mostly Skateboard crew out to Moscow live show. Let's session some plazas. Let's do it. And me, I am on Twitter at Mostly Skate and on Instagram at Mostly Skateboarding. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Later. Later. <laughs>